Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Oh, speaking of, welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Bob Sanders, Fox Sports Radio, AM 1400, WCOS AM. Greg Hood, owner of Mazda of Columbia. My name is Andy Woods. I work at 97.5 WCOS. And speaking of drinks, Greg needs one because he's got a frog in his throat. He walked into the kitchen earlier. I was watching news and eating a little lunch. Stared at the coffee machine and said, do you guys have real creamer? I said, no, we don't have real creamer. We oh, have the powdered yeah. stuff. And uh, the conversation that followed that is not a suitable <laughs> for any podcast. So I'll leave it there. So if, It so was I'll your conversation, you, not mine. I, I was just listening. I tell you this. If you ever have Greg to your house and he asks for coffee, make sure that you have half and half. In the fridge or either a cow at back. So like a little French milk. vanilla. French vanilla is fine. You would. Like yeah, French yeah. vanilla. Good God. Yeah. Francois. Yeah. Anyway. You hey, something I got, on I, your mind, Greg? I do, actually. I was going to yeah. tell you. So last week we, we did, uh, we talked about ugly cars and all that stuff. And and I was uh, talking to my brother, Jim. And I he reminded me of something. In 1990, no, 91, I guess it was. Maybe 90 or 91. Um, I was working in Southern California and he was in, uh, Northern California living, uh, he actually was living in my house, if I remember correctly. And, you know, he's working for UBS and he was getting by, he's doing all right. But I took this, we took a car in trade and it was a Yugo and it was really clean. It had like 20,000 miles on it and it had nice little mag wheels on it, the little ultra mag wheels. I mean, for a Yugo, it was really kind of cool if there's such a thing. Mag wheels on a Yugo? Yeah, the guy put mag wheels on it. And I remember I paid, I like, paid nine. No, listen, it's a 21,000-mile car. I paid 900 bucks for it. And my brother told me, he said, you know, that car, he said, the air conditioning system in there was great. And, quote, my father was freeze the balls off a brass monkey. It was, he said, you could hang meat in the car. It worked so well. And the heater did, too. But he said that was about the only thing. And he had to get rid of the car because um, there's the way it worked. It was a manual transmission. And it, the clutch was operated by cable that went up to the slave cylinder on the clutch. I guess it wasn't even a slave cylinder, direct, direct cable to the clutch. Anyway, as time wore on, the grommet in the thing broke, and it started sawing up the firewall of the car, and you couldn't fix it because you couldn't put a cable through the thing. And so anyway, you get rid, got rid of it. But the funny part was is that he invented LOL before LOL was funny because he was at the corner of Riverside and Kirby in Roseville where I used to live. And uh, when he went to take off the linkage uh, in the thing, the linkage broke and the car wouldn't go. So he had to get out and push the car across the intersection. And when you're pushing a Yugo across the intersection, he said, I could hear the laughter from all the cars that were around the intersection. <laughs> he goes, they invented LOL. They were laughing out loud for sure at me pushing that car. So such a sad uh, story. And, had to go through that. Uh, but I mean, it's a Yugo. It, you, seriously, you, you're in the car and you go to roll up the window and the handle is plastic and it breaks off in your hand. I mean, everything in the car was crap. So and it was ugly to boot. So that's my story. I got a little sidetracked, but it was worth talking about. So now when you hear an LOL, you know where it came from. <clears throat> but I, I'm kind of just I thought we were going to talk about our favorite cars today. I well, mean, that's my like favorite. I already cars. I already got out of the way. It was the Yugo. Oh, so you, you're full of shit. You're right. full of crap. Wow, That's not you your favorite the car. Word. Wow. I'm sorry, but then I amended that and went with crap. What's it's your favorite car for real, Greg? Mine? Yeah. Are you, are you going to start with me? And I really want to know yours, Andrew. If you could have anything you wanted, what would it be? 1969 Corvette. We'll have, you ever, with the, 
Have With you driven one? Yes, I have. And that's the reason I want it. Cause I was working at a radio station in Fayette, Alabama. I was doing like afternoons or something. And the morning guy who called himself happy butch, he had a, he had a Corvette and I <clears> borrowed <throat> it from him one weekend because they are chick magnets. Didn't work for me, but I did have the, uh, the L88, the 560 horsepower, 430 to 560 horsepower and wore that son of a gun out. It was fun. And those things take corners like nobody's business, like about that much clearance. No, you know, it's funny, Andy, your perception of the car and what is reality now, that Mazda I got out of the driveway would beat it. Really? I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It, it is, it would whip its ass going through the corners. It's just, we had this perception that those cars were great, but they were all pigs. If if you look at what cars do now and how they handle now, they don't even compare it to an older, and not say I wouldn't like to have a, 72 vet with a 427 and a four speed. The problem with that is that there's the motor's so hot that it cooks you from the inside. I mean, there's all kinds of problems with those kind of cars, but if that's your favorite car, we're going to go with it. You can burn your legs up. It's perfect. Rob. Thanks Greg, for raining on my freaking parade. Appreciate that's, what I mean. that's why I'm here, sir. Mr. Positive. I actually have, I actually have two cars. Uh, one, I would like a late seventies model CJ five, like a, a Jeep CJ five. That's that. That's the one, but if I can't have that, I mean, the overall most awesome car on the planet to me is a 1970 Chevy El Camino, the SS version with a 396 engine in it. Yes. So my sis, listen, my sister's boyfriend, no, no, it was her husband. Actually, I guess at the time it was boyfriend. He had a 72 El Camino, 72, 72 El Camino, 454 Cal induction. Mm. And, oh, it was a beautiful car with silver, black stripes down the middle. He had 10-inch craggers on the rear end with big fat tires, and he had the rear fender yeah. flares just flared just a touch. It was a stunning car. I mean, I I, I kind of like that idea. But once again, those are cars that don't drive very well. And I'm going to tell you, the CJ5, that's got the rollover package on them because they were about guaranteed to do that. They well, were dangerous. I mean, respectfully, though, you say they don't drive very well. Uh, I mean, that's explain to me what you mean by that. Well, first of all, I've been around Jeeps for a while and you go older CJ seven. I drove one for about a year and um, they, you know, they're hot in the summer and they're cold in the winter and they're just rough riding. They're made for off road. And the funny part about the new ones. Now people will trade in a BMW or a Mercedes or something. And because they really want a Wrangler. Oh, I got a Wrangler. And then they drive it about two blocks. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Cause they still got a straight axle underneath them. I mean, they're made for going over rocks, not for driving down, you know, Greystone Boulevard here. They're, they're just not, made for that but you can well, like but, what you like and and they're but the, but the is the el camino the same way because i you know they're my, better my, my my great uncle had an el camino and i absolutely love that car no i do too. i was it's... sad that he gave it to his kid he should have given it to me i was better than his son he should have like given you. me that car i'm upset so, about that so the cj5 i go back to this though is that i would like to have one of those too if i could put a 502 crate motor in one you know that had all kinds of horsepower and yeah. Cool exhaust pipes coming out the side and really neat wheels and a lift, but you're guaranteed to, you know, roll it over because there's such a short wheelbase. But anyway, pretty cool cars. All, th all, all three of yours. Um, mine, if I had to go out and get one, um, I had, I was in a parking lot in Florida right before I moved back here. What were you doing and, in the parking lot? Just hanging? I, I was in a parking lot in Florida. <laughs> so Just I was parking. Being. Andy, I was parking. 
I mean, what 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 do you do in a parking lot? You, know, you made it sound like you were just hanging out in the parking lot, looking no, for I, friends. No, well, in college, I, was, I did other things in the parking lot. Yeah. But we won't talk about <laughs> we that here. I, first of all, I'm not in college, and I wasn't doing that in the parking lot. No, I was at a Nordstrom uh, at parking lot, and right outside of the Nordstrom uh, was sitting a, I put it probably a 2019, I would guess it was, uh, Carrera, Porsche Carrera S, um, Targa. Now I don't normally like Targas, but the new Targa is different than the way the old ones were. And it was kind of that creamy gray color with really cool wheels and a red leather interior. And I mean, it was just, it stopped me cold. It was so beautiful. And I'm, I'm getting out of the car to head into Nordstrom and a guy's walking toward the car. And as he's getting close to it, I said, is that your car? He goes, Oh no, I just wanted to come look at it. I mean, it was that stunning. It was that good looking. And but the problem is that car's 145,000 bucks, and I'm not spending 145,000 dollars. I said that last time I was on here, and I'm not going to do it. What would a monthly but, payment be on a 145,000 dollar car? If you leased it, it's probably 2,700, 2,800 a month. Jesus, that's yeah. a lot of money. Um, but, you know, listen, some people can afford it. I just not, I'm not one of them, so I, I just don't want to do that. But would I love the car and enjoy it? Yeah, I really would. But, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the prices in the auctions right now. 911's going through, and they're just stupid. I mean, a 2012 or 13 Carrera Cabriolet is bringing 70000 bucks. I mean, they, that's what they were new, I think, maybe eighty. Wow. I don't yeah. know. They're, they weren't much more than that. I mean, they're, the prices are just crazy on them. But uh, that's, <laughs> that is a car. I've had lots of 911s, and I really, really like them. And now they're just super refined, so they're pretty You go through neat. cars like you go through wives, don't you? No, I've only had one of those. So Ow. don't don't go there. Sorry. You have no idea what you're talking about there, you brother. Did, you did mention the word auction, which is one of our topics. Can we skip to that and talk sure. about since you brought an auction? Is buying a card an auction a great idea? If if so, why? If not, why not? For who? So you know, it's funny where people always go. Well, I've got a friend as a dealer who can take me to the auction. Yeah, those are the ones that mess up auctions because they pay. They stand there and they pay too much. First of all. There is risk in anything you do when you buy a car from the auction. Um, we absorb that risk when we buy a car. Now, there are some limitations to that. There is arbitration if we buy a car and it's represented to be one way and it gets to <coughs> us because we buy a lot of stuff online and it gets to us in another form of condition or a bad motor or some kind of stuff like that. Um, we can arbitrate it and either they'll, the auction sometimes will pay for the repair or that they'll buy the car back. Generally, they'll do the first, uh, not the second. But, um, yeah, there's it's a pig and a poke. And, you know, the one thing I do is I look carefully when I'm buying online. Um, you know, you try and figure out whether the car was on somebody's front line. Because it, I'll give you an example. If there was a Ford F-150 that was lifted and really good looking, and in the background is a Ford dealer, and the car, you can tell, is dirty and it's never been through uh, detail, I'm going to tell you this right now, there's something wrong with that truck because the Ford dealer would keep it. So he's launching it because he knows there's an issue. And so I look for things like that. So if the car is perfectly clean, reconditioned, got the buyer's guide hanging on the window, you know, as is no warranty and whatever kind of, you know, the year on the front and the plate frames, it's complete. It's been up on the line. Generally, you're pretty safe that you're going to get uh, a pretty good car and you're not going to spend a bunch of money on it in the service department. And have to worry it down the worry about it down the road, but <clears throat> there's risk in it, big risk. You're a lot better off uh, just going to a dealer and buying one. 
I know a great yeah. dealership. I do too. <laughs> Mazda of Columbia. Website's right there, mazdaofcolumbia.com. Rob, you were going to say? Well, I was just saying that you have the ability to see uh, when something is like that with a car, where someone else just sees, wow, look at this Ford truck. Wow, that, and I can get it at this price. And they don't know that they're they're walking into a rabbit hole, basically. Yeah, they get caught up in the emotion. about. That's what auctions are all about. And it happens to us, too. You know, when we sit down to or go to the auction, stand there and do what you're doing, you're, you're caught up in two things. The, your ego against that guy's ego over there. Who's going to get the car? Right. And, yeah, I was going to say that. It's, it's like it's like a man check contest. I'm more of a man than you are. I can well, pay an extra $1,000. We've seen it. And I've made the comment before. It's also a good auctioneer. I'll have you bidding against the Coke machine. So, you know, that's the, that's the one thing about online buying that I happen to like because you're not uh, you're not getting tricked somehow where the guys the guy standing next to you actually owns the car and he's running it up. So when you've got when you thought about that. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. And they're 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 running up their own car. And then all of a sudden, right when you get to the top or you're about ready to bail, they bail first. They can smell it. They go, oh, that's great. Yeah, and you're stuck speaking holding of, back. Speaking of, speaking of which, though, have you ever been burnt at, at an auction? Meaning you've all right, you picked out the car and uh, you get it. And it's like, uh oh, this. Yeah, uh -oh. yeah, I, absolutely. You know, if you aren't buying cars, uh, I mean, if you're buying cars and you don't have something go wrong. You aren't buying cars because there's always stuff that goes wrong. I mean, I had one, one here that I recently, and I'm actually, I'm putting a new engine in it because um, it was a little bit older CX-9 and it came from the auction and it went through all the testing they did previous to it, me bidding on it. And then when it got to me, uh, mysteriously, the car had a hundred more, 90 more miles on it. And uh, the engine was bad, it had a blown head gasket and some other issues. So, you know, there's an arbitration process. I went through that. Uh, the auction's participating. I eat a little bit because I'm being nice. Um, but I think the trucker took it for a spin or something. I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows how that happened. Um, but the bottom line is the car has bad motor in it. So, yeah, in, in that respect, if the, if the <clears> auction <throat> had turned its back on me, um, then it would be, I would have been burned. And it's about probably almost four grand worth of motor and labor and everything to put it in. And the cool part is the motor I'm putting in, it's an LKQ, but it actually has less miles on it than the one that came out of it. So it's not all, always bad, but I, yeah, I've been bit. I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. My favorite player was Chipper Jones. He had a lifetime batting average of uh, like over 300. And the reality is though, is that, you know, you go one for three, you're going to hit 333. What's your percentage on that, man? Are you, if are you have like a, do you convert one out of three and that, that kind of, that'll get you in the hall of fame, but probably not in the car industry, right? I'll get you out of business if you do that. No, I, I would say, I mean, there's different levels of reconditioning. You're going to spend money on in a car. And, you know, sometimes the, the problem is I can't see the car physically. I can look underneath it with the pictures they've got now. And, but I don't know if the brakes are bad and there's just various things that you're uh, running risk on and know what the tire measurements are. So I kind of automatically assume if a car's got 65, 70,000 miles, it's going to need some brakes. So I kind of weigh that into what I'm doing. So do I get bit, bit? Not very often. Every once in a while, I have something, you know, sunroof tracks broken. I had that in a car. It cost me 1200 bucks. I didn't anticipate. But so I, and I'd probably say 95% of the time, the car's represented to be what it's supposed to be. Is that you dinging, Andy? That's me dinging. That's Rob texting me saying and, we're out of it, time. Oh, well. You know what? It was fun while it lasted, folks. Do, do we have like 60 seconds or maybe less? You can tell yeah. us how the progress at Mazda of Columbia, the new dealership, is coming? Um, 
it's what kind of like it looks very odd because they've taken the whole the upper portion of it is the round front is still there but the bottom of it is empty all the way to the back of the building and i always thought the building was bigger when i was in it but once they tore it all apart i looked at it i go that's not very big yeah. So, but it, it's, you know, we're making progress. The service department is, um, all the footings are in out there and the building itself, it's a metal building underneath the, that's kind of typical and it's, we should be arriving any day to get that start, to get that part being put up. And so. and while the construction of the new Boston of Columbia buildings underway, business is still rocking good. Pretty and good. The, and the address there is, is what? No, that's 100 Greystone, uh, right on the corner of Greystone Broad River. But I will tell you okay. this is that I was complaining to you this morning is that we and my brother and I've talked about this because my brother Tom's in the business, but oh, oh, I almost forgot. Happy birthday, mom. My mom's 27 today. So we, sh we should sing to her as we leave. Today. Nah, we're not going to do that. Anyway, what's good under the hood? Greg Hood, Rob Sanders and me, Andy Woods. Thanks for listening and or watching. Once again, if you're only listening, you can check it out on the Mazda of Columbia YouTube channel. 